0: into March. Oh my goodness, you're on at the table with Gail. She's shaking her head over the other side of the desk there.
1: Quarter of the year.
0: I know. I'm going to be oh. asking you for Christmas recipes soon. <laughs> actually, Easter. Oh, Easter Ooh.
1: recipe. Oh no. oh no. Oh, I can't believe it. But anyway, well actually, yes, you're quite right, Easter. I think I've spied some Easter eggs in the shops the other day and I was thinking, oh. Oh, that reminds me, it's just um,
0: coming. They've been in the shops for a wee while, Gail. Oh, I think okay. you've had your blinkers on. They always start those like Boxing Day, don't they? Well, just it feels it feels like it anyway. Well, we're not talking about Easter stuff. No, we're I not. was intrigued by this, and I guess it must be somewhat French with a name like a mushroom well, galette.
1: Yes, well, I thought that, and I was thinking about you actually when I saw. Is it galette or is it galette? Oh God, yeah, God. you know. But no, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with our Kiwi <laughs> accents, galette, and um, yeah, galette. <laughs> So it's a mushroom galette and there is an illustration. And uh, you make your own yogurt pastry and uh, and then do the filling yourself. But it looks interesting. This actually, the pastry part, um, you could probably use it um, for a sweet filling, but we've chosen to do a savory one this morning. Um, you know, you could put stewed apple rhubarb we were talking before but you could use it for a, a sweet thing as well but we're going for mushrooms so i'm going to give you the the yogurt pastry first so two cups of flour one teaspoon of baking powder one teaspoon of salt 80 grams of cold butter diced yolks of two eggs and three quarters of a cup of just natural yogurt you know no no flavoring now the method for this is place the flour. Baking powder, salt and butter in a food processor and process until the mix resembles breadcrumbs. Mix the yolks together with a fork but reserve about uh, two tablespoons for the glazing at at the finish of the whole um, recipe. Uh, So that's for glazing the pastry before baking. Add remainder of the yolk and the yogurt to the dry ingredients and process briefly. Until it starts to ball, like we were talking about with you know last week, Mm. uh, with you know balling up that with the fish cakes, and Mm. you know you're just watching them in the process, and they sort of form a you know start going into solid. So the same thing with this, it starts to ball up, and turn the dough out, form into a ball, and wrap in plastic wrap, and place in the refrigerator for about thirty minutes. And while that's in the refrigerator, you can actually be doing the filling. So for the filling, we need 3 tablespoons of oil, 2 tablespoons of butter, 2 red onions peeled and sliced, 4 cloves of garlic peeled and crushed, 800 grams of portobello or, if you like, button mushrooms sliced thinly, Eight to ten sun-dried tomatoes in oil, and you can actually buy those in the in the oil, and they do last for a long time. Drained well and sliced thinly. Three tablespoons of fresh rosemary leaves, roughly chopped, or if you haven't got rosemary at hand, just one and a half uh, tablespoons of dried. And I'd regulate that because sometimes I sort of feel you know, that maybe you don't need so much dried, mm. you know, and I and of course fresh is always best, but just do that to your own taste. One to one and a half teaspoons of salt and lots of freshly ground pepper. One cup of um, parsley leaves, you know, loosely packed. 150 grams of mozzarella cheese, grated or shaved. And two tablespoons, of course, as we mentioned earlier, the reserved Egg yolk for glaze. You can actually add a little bit of water to that, Tanya, mm. to, the, to the yolk uh, for the glaze I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, Just that. to make it spread a little bit further if maybe you think it's not going to go that far. Uh-huh. So now the method is we're preheating the oven to 190 degrees. Now lightly grease an oven tray. Heat oil and butter in a large shallow fry pan. Add onions and garlic and saute over a low heat until soft. Stir in mushrooms and turn up the heat because they need to, you know, be cooked on high heat to medium and stir until they release their juices. Stir in the sunrise, um, sun dried tomatoes, rosemary and salt and pepper and cook stirring regularly for t- 15 to 20 minutes. And you've turned down the heat because it's over a low medium heat until the liquid evaporates. You don't want too much liquid with this recipe. Transfer the mushroom filling to a bowl to cool for 10 minutes. And stir then the parsley, two thirds of the mozzarella cheese, and just check for seasoning. I always like to check for seasoning. Now we're getting back to the pastry. So roll the pastry to make one large circle. Now you can get out your measuring tape if you feel you need to. 38 centimetres in diameter. But, you know, just um, make that circle and transfer... ...to a lightly greased baking tray. Now, if you feel that it's too, you know, your two hands it's going to break in half or anything... ...you can wrap it round your rolling pin and then unwrap it. You know, if you know what I mean, just lift it with your rolling pin and then lay it on the tray. Now, you spread the mushroom filling over the middle of the pastry... ...leaving a 10 centimetre margin round the sides. Not exact, of course. Sprinkle most of the cheese over the filling... Reserving about a quarter of a cup for later. Fold the sides over the filling, pleating as you go. So you've just, you know, you're coming round your whole circle and, you know, you sort of want it to look round. So you're just pleating it a little bit um, to make it fit. But leaving the centre of the pie uncovered. So you're not covering this pie. You're only, well, you're covering it to a little bit, but you're basically leaving the centre uncovered. Now brush the pastry top and side with that reserved egg yolk as we spoke of and distribute the remaining mozzarella over the top of and um, the pastry pleat. So do the whole thing, you know, do the whole thing with the brush. Then bake at 190 degrees for 30 to 40 minutes or until golden brown and crisp on the bottom. So and transfer the galette to a serving platter or on a board and serve hot or warm, uh, accompanied with a green salad. Now, this looks really quite attractive, to be quite honest, that I'm looking at it, and uh, I'll show it to Tanya. Sounds so that's delicious. Oh, look at those pleats. Mm. They look gorgeous. Yeah so, yeah, so you can pleat it Nice around. and golden as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice and golden. What did I make the other day, and I didn't take it out till I did see it was, oh, I made a mince crumble. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and I... Did a crumb, you know, the crumble on top, and I opened it up and I thought, oh, it's crumbled on, you know, it's brown on that side, but it's not brown. Oh, i give it another, you know, three or four minutes and took it out, and I thought, mm, no, it needs it just a little bit more. So, another about three minutes, and then it was just. It's golden. It just mu- it makes a difference. You don't leave the kitchen, do you? You keep peering through the oven door. To make <laughs> oh sure. yeah, I've got glass in front of mine, but you- well, when I clean it, you can see through it. No joking, <laughs> but uh, but no, you do. It- it- things look great when they're just that golden that golden look. So oh, that's yeah. our mushroom galette. Hmm. Yeah, and I oh, like so. mushrooms. So. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. that's a nice dish.
0: Right, you can find that recipe right now on Coast Access Radio's Facebook page. So go and have a nosy while we're talking, and then you can follow along. The next one sounds really good as well, creamy
1: citrus rice pudding. Yes, well, I yeah. just looked at this, and I thought, oh, this looks quite nice too. As, um You know, I like citrus, of course, and citrus is so easy to come by, really. And, uh, and I thought, yes, it's done in, um, it's actually done in little, these little, um, what would you call them? Ramekins. Uh, Ramekins. Thank you, Tanya. And you can do that. It's, it's quite nice, but it's something that not everybody has in their cupboards. So you can use a, a, a just a dish if you want to, but the illustration shows, um, that it's, um, in Ramekins. And of course, this is gluten free. Oh, good. Okay. So yeah. because it's got four tablespoons of Aboro rice. 4 tablespoons of sugar, 4 teaspoons of finely grated orange rind and 1 teaspoon of finely grated rind of a lemon, 3 cups of milk, 1 cup of cream, 2 eggs lightly whisked and 2 tablespoons of flaked almonds lightly toasted. So you're preheating your oven only to 160, quite low. Mix rice, sugar and orange and lemon rinds together. Now you can divide the mixture amongst these greased um, one cup ramekins, and um, i think I think you might need about four or five to be quite honest, but anyway, you can divide that or look, just put them in a dish, combine milk, cream, and eggs in a jug, and pour evenly over the rice mixture in each of the ramekins, and then bake. For one and a half hours until thick and creamy and that's the secret of a rice pudding mm. is the long slow cooking um, of the rice the rice pudding and then you can make it look flash by serving uh, and topping it with flaked almonds which have been toasted so they're slightly tinged and cream if desired well I don't say if desired I just go, and cream. Yeah, Yeah. always. Yeah, always, always. (laughs) So nice, simple pudding, lovely flavour, I'm sure, and um, easy to make too as well. And, as I said, gluten-free.
0: I'm intrigued to see there's only four tablespoons of aborio rice in it, and I always thought rice puddings would have a lot of rice. But now I remember when Mum and Dad had a motel, and if there was lots of milk left over when people stayed, you yeah. know, they left, oh, left yes, over I milk. Yeah, she would always make a rice pudding, and Good it's idea. obviously more about the milk than the rice because you need three cups of milk, but only four tablespoons mm. of rice.
1: But you'll find that that aborio rice because yep. it's a certain rice. For like desserts, basically, yeah, it will absorb all that and that long, slow cooking yeah. um, will just, will take it in. And I'm not saying it'll be so- solid, but it'll be just that lovely sort of thick, Mm-hmm. Sort of creamy And it's got one cup of cream in it as well So yeah that will be that That was a good idea of your mum's Oh she always did that You know I think, Gosh that's but, innovative You know Just use up the Use it up And don't throw it down the sinkhole Or Well dad and I would rush around
0: And make all the beds And clean all the dunnies And stuff yeah. As you get to do As an only child When your parents have a motel And, and dad'd say There's leftover milk And you Oh, Don't throw it away Jim I'll make a rice pudding out of that yeah, great. He hated rice pudding So oh, mum and he? I would oh.
1: it We'd eat it And have oh. a big skin on the top oh Yum. beautiful absolutely yeah so there you are that's that's um our lovely creamy citrus rice pudding
0: oh nice and sweet well mm. speaking of cream oh how about some music from eric clapton he was in a band called cream with a drummer who passed away a couple of years ago called ginger baker mm. we've talked about ginger recipes of late and
1: oh. cream Gee, eh? you're knowledgeable
0: well yeah, that's off the top of my head too eh? wow
2: station. Black roof country, no gold pavements, tired starlings. Silver horses, ran down moonbeams in your dark eyes.
0: Gail's favourite ingredient, cream. (laughs) They're in the white room, which is not if I'm cooking. Here on At The Table with Gail with the lovely Gail Hall from Sunny Otaki and Tanya pushing the buttons. I like the sound of this one.
1: Well, this is on a brown piece of paper, Tanya, and uh, I think I've had it in my drawer for quite some time now. And uh, I I, I recognise, I'm sure that's my printing. I don't know, but anyway. Let's let's have a look.
0: Let's have a look. Oh, my goodness. That recipe's as old as Adam is a cowboy. <laughs>
1: so it must work because otherwise it would be screwed up and thrown in the rubbish bin. That's what happens to recipes that don't work for me or I don't like. Right. So this is – um it's a apple and sultana yeah. loaf, and it makes two. Two loaves in the normal, you know, loaf tins. So what we need is um two cups of sweetened cooked apple. And guess what? I picked about seven apples off my tree – last week and um yeah and i stewed them how satisfying oh and then i picked about oh i should bring some more rhubarb Uh, i picked about six sticks of rhubarb and baked that in the oven as per our recipe over the airwaves yeah um you know just in the oven for 10 minutes on a high thing with a bit of water and a bit of brown sugar lovely and um yeah so when i saw this i thought oh i've got my stewed apple in the fridge i should go home and make Couple of these, and I just might because if I do head off up to the bay, yeah, see your brother, yeah, um I can take this with me. Now, one well, of them, you can always
0: drop one off and live in Levin if you've got two <laughs> under your arm.
1: Okay, right, we start with two cups of sweetened cooked apple, add two cups of sultanas and two tablespoons of butter, bring to the boil and let cool. So that's easy to start with. Um, Mix in a bowl the following. Two small cups of sugar, four cups of flour, two teaspoons of baking soda, two tablespoons of cocoa. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was just about faded. So I was thinking, what is that? What is that? And I could see it was cocoa, which I think is a bit unusual. But anyway, two teaspoons of mixed spice and a half a cup of walnuts. And what you're basically doing is just mixing the cold apple and the um cetera, to the mixture in the bowl with a little milk. So basically putting it all together and mix well. So I'm not sure whether I have made this for a long, long time, whether the mixture was a little, just a bit, a little bit stiff maybe. And I just added just a little bit of milk just to make it sort of mix better. Place the two loaf tins and bake uh, for one and a half hours in a moderate oven. So 180 degrees. That's our moderate oven. And that's our loaves, Tania. I reckon I'm being a bit
0: of a scrooge here. Rather than going out and buying... Easter products, like Easter buns, because these got mixed spice in it. They have. That would almost be a really cool, well, it actually, would be a really cool gift for a neighbour or something at Easter time. Just it make one be. of those, wrap yeah. it up in a tea
1: towel and. Be lovely. Yell Absolutely. out oil over very the very nice. night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, it, it would be actually. So it's got that spice in it, like you say. Yeah. And it's got that Easter flavour, mm-hmm. I suppose. And yeah. with a bit of cocoa, it's a bit different now, do yeah, you? Yeah,
0: well, I thought that was
1: a bit different. Do you need a pen
0: to write that in? <laughs> yeah, because well, you said it's faded. Do. Hang on.
1: Because I had to look at it twice. And I thought, we what is that actually saying? So I'm writing it in as I'm talking, um, listeners. Now yeah. So, oh, now I can see it really quite clearly. So, in yeah.
0: 25 years' time, <laughs> yeah, somebody maybe you can be- make this. <laughs> You'd be dragging it out again. Oh my goodness. Uh, Oh, that's cool. Apple and Sultana loaves, obviously tried and tried and true. Tried and and true, that one, but not for
1: a wee while. Yeah, they say um, you know, like if you want to save something, say write in pencil, and uh, but that's actually in pen. But you know, they say they say um, they say that you know, if you want something to last, you know, really um, like back of photographs and stuff like that. Rather and pencil. Oh, did you learn it from your genealogy? Yes, group? I did. Ah. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, actually a lot of the old black and white photos that my nana and papa had were written on the back and yeah, pencil. Yeah, no, that's right. It's good. Yeah, it's good to, you know, if you really want to remember somebody on a photograph do that, yeah, because quite often we don't. Oh, I know. Too much of a hurry. Exactly. Now this one definitely appeals because
0: I am a peanut butter fan. Same. So anything peanutty or satay, oh yeah. Yeah, same
1: on. with me. So it's chicken and crunchy peanut sauce, Tanya, and it's four servings and it says here to to gather just over a kilo of chicken pieces skinned, well, I'd be a bit inclined if it was me to get a breast, mm. you know, sort of couple of breasts. I, I sort of wouldn't go for the drumsticks, to no. be quite honest. So I'd look for that that other stuff or, you know, um nothing with the skin on, really. But you can take it off. You know, even the breast, you can buy it but it has got the bone in. This, I think, with the bone out, just yeah. cut through it. Yeah. I think that's my opinion anyway. But anyway, just over a kilo, four teaspoons of oil, half a cup of sliced onion, uh, half a medium green pepper seeded and sliced. But you could be a little bit more generous with that if you, um, you want the whole one and it depends on how big it is. I've got two little ones in my garden at the moment. Okay. So I could pull them off and eat them, but I'm waiting for them to grow a little bit more. And, uh, so 30 grams of crunchy peanut butter, one cup of water, four teaspoons each of cider vinegar and wine vinegar, two teaspoons of corn flour, and one teaspoon of chicken stock. Well, it says one teaspoon, but I I think I would put one chicken cube. Yeah, I get you the know. OXO cubes. Yeah, mm. OXO cubes, chicken ones, because one teaspoon, and then I would just mix that with a little bit of water, usually hot to dissolve it and just have it ready. So heat the oil in a heavy base pan, add the chicken pieces, saute until browned on all sides and tender, remove from pan and keep warm. Now, I just want to throw in a little hint here, Tanya. Years mm. ago, I went to a um, a bridal shower and we went to a cooking demo, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah. That was part of the thing. We had to pay for it ourselves. So it was about... Well, I think it was about $60 or $40 or something at the time in Wellington, and it was fun. We all went along to this um, demonstration for Asian cooking. Oh, yeah. Now, one thing I did learn, to be quite honest, if nothing else, was if you're cooking chicken strips or things like that, do it on a high heat. Otherwise, it's stews. You know, like if you put it on a – well, I always feel if you put it on a low heat, yeah. we well, can afterwards, yeah. but – to actually brown it and seal everything in, seal everything in. Mm. I just put the chicken on a the pan on a high heat, and I just lump the chicken in. I don't spread it out or anything, and I just throw the chicken in, and it lands where it lands in the pan, and then I just leave it, you know, just leave it cooking, and then after a you know I don't know three minutes or something like that, just quickly turn it over as well. It can still be in that sort of lump because it's steaming otherwise, and I learned that. And because for a long time, you know, I've stewed chicken before it's actually browned, and it tastes so much better. Yeah,
0: well, actually, funny, I was talking to mum just recently about, I suck at stir fries. And I think so I don't do get I. the pan hot enough. And no. you put in this little strip of meat and it starts stewing and yep, it goes that's all That's right. Yuck.
1: I suck at stir fries. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> You've you, you probably looked back and see that there's not many. No stir fries. No stir fries in my <laughs> recipes because I just, I just, it's magic. You've got to be magic to do that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, you're adding the chicken piece and saute until browned on all sides and tender. And as I said, keep warm. So do it on a high heat and then put them away. Put onion and pepper into the pan. Stir fry for one minute. And reduce heat to low and add the peanut butter and stir until melted. Absolutely. Now you're combining the water, vinegar, corn flour and the stock cube in a small bowl. Because, you know, if you don't mix the corn flour, you know, we don't want lumpy. So you sort of put the corn flour in first and mix water, vinegar and put the stock cube, which has already been dissolved, I should imagine, in the water. And, um, and then stir it into uh, the peanut butter mixture And cook, stirring constantly. And it gets that lovely sort of like glaze over it Mm -hmm. until mixture comes to the boil. And return the chicken to the pan and toss while, you know, toss and get it evenly coated with the sauce. And um, that's it. And serve with something green like beans or something like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. broccoli, you know, or something green because this turns out to be sort of like a little bit yellowy looking. Yeah. I yum, think, yum, you yum. know, just sort of got the colour and that and green goes well together.
0: Yeah. You could make that uh, crunchy peanut sauce for, like I was saying, With if you've got little strips of red meat that you're going to use for a stir-fry and they
1: turn out stewed, <laughs> yeah. make
0: the peanut sauce and cover up the well, meat. Well, no you could.
1: No. Yeah, exactly. So you can look at those ingredients and just make the sauce. You're yeah. quite right. And put it over anything, actually, if it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it might even be nice over, oh, no, pasta? No, not quite. No. I could it do it depends. over sausages. Yeah, over sausages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even a little bit of steak. So there you are. Um That's our uh, crunchy uh, chicken and peanut sauce. And the peanut sauce, of course, you can put over anything if you just want to make that on its own.
0: Mm. We should have
1: played a song about peanut butter,
0: but we're out of time. We are. Yes, yeah. sadly. I know. Mm-hmm. We we always run out of time on this show. But look, you can tune in and hear about other recipes and other shows because Gail's on our website. You don't need to put in the dub dub dub, everyone knows that. But it's dubdubdub dot dot nz. Then go to programs and she's on page one because she's very important because <laughs> this show starts with an ah uh, well an, an A at the table oh, with Gail. Yeah. So you'll find her there under programs. And the recipe's on our
1: Facebook page every week. Thank you, Gail. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Nice to see you back, too, after having a couple of weeks off.
0: Yeah, well, can't have Todd sitting in the hot seat too many times, can I? He doesn't know enough about food. (laughs) Pies, pies, pies.